DB. MG. Uh, disappointing uh, start this week. Well, it's a bit of a, a false start. A false start. A, uh, a false flag. To our many listeners, uh, you know, we, well, we, we, we started already. Mm. You've joined us. Uh, we've sort of, um, you know, for those of who, for those of you who have just tuned in, it might feel like you're suddenly on the roller coaster ride where you've joined halfway. There was none of the. There's a reason for that. Yeah. You've come right in the middle of a loop. Yeah. yeah. The uh, uh, the altitude is is high from the get go, but mm. how did you get this high? Well, mm. there's there's been a uh, an episode mm. that you haven't been privy to. Mm. It's a ghost episode. And what we'll try to do for you today and in the coming months is to outline in very sort of broad yet precise terms what exactly you have missed. There's a there's an aspiration mm. for us to recreate mm. that that lost episode. Mm. We I think are, are, are unable to it's, do it's it. A it's a stage of um, it's sort of like a stage of grief that we all go through. You lose something, and you—it's uh, sort of like if you um, if you had a candle that you really liked, and it was made of beeswax, and you melted it down to the bottom, and then you spent the rest of your life searching through little uh, shops full of knickknacks looking for that same candle. Mm-hmm. And you might have—you might pass a, a, an array of candles that are actually of a higher quality. Yeah, that's right. It's—I think it's called the Pythagorean candle. Hmm. You'll never, you'll never find that candle again. It's, it's only a conceptual. It was candle. a, it was a one-off. But the struggle of life is achievement and attainment of the perfect candle. Well, there continue the metaphor. Mm, that's right. And uh, only the best candles burn brightly, don't they? That's right. Some of them just smolder. Yeah. You need to burn brightly, but burn slowly. That's right, yeah. Longevity is an important factor. Burn sort of like a blowtorch where the actual stem doesn't get shorter. It just burns everything. That's right. You know, with a brilliant blue flame. Hotter than hot. So we've got a, a great episode for you today, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, a lot lined up. A lot lined up. And uh, we're going to talk about a number of things, including uh, breakfasts, uh, sausage dogs. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, climbing. Yeah, uh, mountains in the Himalayas. Glass blowing. Glass blowing, yeah. uh, a favourite topic of mine. Yeah. And and uh, I think you'll you'll leave us feeling refreshed, mm. refined, and ready to get ready to get going with whatever you're doing because we're not trying to tell you what to do. So we'll be back with you in a moment mm. with a lot more. Stay with tuned. With a white goods review. With a review of white goods. And we're back. Yeah. Um, Look, uh, I've, uh, you know, just a little spoiler, spoiler alert, we're sitting in front of a little fridge at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. And um, this is, it's my fridge. Yeah. I'm, I'm, ha- it's, I'm happy to have that on the record. We're currently in MG's penthouse. Mm. Look, I'm not afraid to say that this is my fridge. No. Uh, Nor should you be. No. And this no, is a, a fridge worth uh, a lot pe- of pride. People have you tried can... to fridge shame me. Yeah, and that's a word that I've started to use because I've the first part of getting over this sort of thing is to recognize that it's real. Yeah. You know, and it's it's small. We we're, we're going to discuss uh, how people shame you mm. 
for the the oddest things, the white appliances, the white goods yeah. in your in your home. The, yeah. This is a, a sort of a, it's an unspoken reality. Yeah, it's something a lot of us suffer through, mm. and uh, and we want to expose it for the malicious endeavor that it is. Yeah, what 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 is somebody really doing when they insult your your fridge? Is it because they actually they're insulting they're insulting themselves? You know, somebody told me that my fridge was too small yeah. once, yeah. and um, you know, I couldn't believe it. And Ladies and gentlemen, fridges come in all shapes and sizes. That's and they're right. All beautiful. Yeah, different dimensions. All beautiful. Different girths. You know, this person who who, who insulted my fridge, I assume they had a a uh, an LG double door. Yeah. Chrome. Yeah. Uh, monstrosity. And you know what I think would happen when you open those doors? It would be full of dried out meat and rotten vegetables. That's right. Mine is always full of the freshest produce straight from the farm to my fridge. Don't judge a fridge by its appearance but by its inner... It's the content it's of the its contents. contents. It's yeah. the content of the fridge. Yeah. That's, that's the substance we're yeah. looking for. Yeah. The superficial uh, elements yeah. of the fridge are unimportant. They I, aren't, I, I, you know. I cannot... I don't have time for people who care about the uh, whether worry. my fridge is people worry too or, much. or chrome or yeah. the uh, you know like I just looking at it now you know I've never I haven't really to be honest and uh, I'm not proud to admit this I've never haven't really devoted much time to looking at this fridge mm. but looking at it now I can see that um, it's got some round it's got a rounded sort of corners to it mm. and if I if I'd really sat back at back in the day when I bought this this little little puppy if I'd thought about it I probably would have bought something with a more a more brutal aesthetic you know well, like really sharp corners I uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it MG but I, you know what I'm, I'm blind to to fridge aesthetic well uh, you're not I a, you're not a myself nasty, to are you? overlook overlook the yeah you, you, you may remark about the curvature or, the you lines. almost got a fridge sort of x-ray vision where I can't see that I don't care the size the girth the height no I care what's in it and how what's the wattage but it's not it's not just fridges isn't it if there, there are other other sort of uh, fridge shame uh, well appliance shaming well there are and uh, you know like for example a, um, a toaster like I don't own one uh, nor should I. That's all right. Frankly. And, and that, someone might also say, oh, what, don't you like toast? Well, of course I do. Of course. Not everyone has to. No. But uh, I like toast. It doesn't mean I want to make it every day. Toast is fine. Nothing for or against it in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it uh, a bread modifier. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but, it's like but, you've got your standard bread and you've just sort of given a little bit of crispiness. Yeah. What? Big deal. You know? Yeah. It's not like I've, I haven't gone and invaded Poland. All I've done is toasted some bread. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and uh, perhaps we, we put too much of a, a fine point on, on what we do with our appliances. Yeah, yeah. and what we don't do with them. It's, it's maybe, you know, so what? It was designed for bread, but that doesn't mean you can't put other things in it. For sure. You know, you can, you can put um, eucalyptus leaves and, and scent your house. With a with a yeah, toaster, nice so, smoky. You know, it's fine. If, if you want to make your house a, a um, uh, well a, a hospitable environment for someone who enjoys the smoky scent of burnt eucalyptus oils, um, go ahead. You know, that's people and people probably make 
jibes at you, say, oh, you're a koala. But there are, there are double standards here because uh, people, uh, people use bathtubs for all sorts of things. That's uh, right, some people, have, uh, some people have water birds. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but, you know, uh, trying to get a tan by putting my, my hand in the toaster, that's unacceptable. Yeah, well, sudden, suddenly, like, we have these things that are only, uh, only, they're only permitted for one, for one socially prescribed use, you know? So, um, look, we're here to raise consciousness. To, to lift you Elevate. out of your thought yeah. trenches. It's like that U2 thing. It's a song or an album, it's called Elevation. That's right. And that's, that's sort of, I haven't heard it, but that's my personal theme song. During my uh, most recent performance review, I was likened to uh, the, the Gandhi of the workplace. Yeah. In that I, I, uh, I focus on thought provocation. Hmm. MG thought provocation. Yeah, and this is a worthwhile exercise in not just in the workplace, but perhaps on the oh, bus. It's, it's critical. It's it's necessary. Mm. You know, next time you hop on a bus, don't don't just tap on. Yeah, tap Sh off. Share some thoughts with the bus driver. Open their mind. Yeah, and you know what happens is <clears throat> if you if you get on the bus, and I I haven't done this personally, but I've certainly been borne witness to it. Some people get on the bus and they'll um. They'll have a little chat with the bus driver, you know, give them a, give them a little something extra. And you'll see there'll be a couple of um, sour grapes on the bus who will be like, oh, I just need to get to my to 10 to start my shift, yeah. you know. And you, you have to ignore the haters yeah, in, these, right. in these circumstances and just um, convey your philosophy Persevere. to the world. Persevere, push through, let the haters be your source of um, lithium ion Sell. Only, only recently I was sharing with uh, someone on the, on the platform at the Parramatta train station that the, uh, the sound when you tap on could be vastly improved if uh, it, it, it uh, adhered to uh, a major scale. Mm. Uh, at the moment it's just a diddle. Mm. It's a bit of a disappointing sound. It conveys disappointment. Mm. And so what I'm doing here is to try and challenge and just challenge people's assumptions that this is the sound you expect yeah perhaps ask for more out of your yeah. uh, opal card sound, uh, reader well you know what I've been contemplating a similar thing in, in writing to the Department of Transport and asking for them when you when you touch on to play a complete chromatic scale mm. from the lower to the upper thresholds of, of human hearing Absolutely. You know, so this we're talking thousands of notes yeah. here, um, and it's it's likely, probable that other people will tap on before that cycle is complete. But I think it's an important. They should layer over each important. other, and, and perhaps a polyphony, a polyphony, and, and and the train station will become a more uh, more transcendental experience. Yeah, certainly louder. Louder. I mean, it, it's loud as it is, but I think we could push it a little bit further. But uh, that's neither here nor there. You know, we're here to talk about um, a more broad conception of the use of white goods. That's right. Up next, we'll be discussing. Uh, I'm just going to play it now. MG DB. There's something I think we need to discuss, mm. and that is how do you deal with the fear of being fired?
Oh, um, and I know you have a lot of experience in this, so I, I'd oh, like to open this discussion. I'm almost a fear connoisseur. There's there's more types of fear than the average um, punter yeah. would think. That's but, right. But fear of getting fired is a very existential type of fear. Mm. It's sort of, uh, and it depends on on how much how invested you are in your job. Yeah. You know, because. Um, if you're truly invested, if you if you say hi, I'm uh, I'm Dave, I'm a postman, you know, that's indic- indicative of a high degree of investment. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and um, it's sort of like a dam, and the more the more pride and self uh, actualization you have invested in your job, the higher that water level is, and the more catastrophic the dam failure will be if you get fired. One thing that I concern myself with is, is not the uh, act of being fired, but the, the actual, the method. Um, yeah, the it's, style. It's not so much that I am now out of a job, but the, the actual conflict, the, the message being given to me that, that, that's, that's what brings a lot of yeah, anxiety. Yeah. Th- then and there in that office, you're looking into the beady eyes of this person who, you may or may not respect, um, who's saying, I'm sorry, Daniel, but the decision's been made. They may not even say, I'm sorry. They might yeah. just say, look, pack up your things and leave. Yeah, get out. Get out of here. Yeah. I don't want to see your fucking face in my office ever again. Yeah. And by the way, I heard what you've been saying about me. You know, and that's when you realise this isn't this isn't professional. No, this is personal. This it, is it's personal. always personal. Yeah, your cheeky little grin. It's hormonal. Yeah, I'm sick of that little twinkle in your eye every time you look at me. I know you know. I know you know about the thing. You can take your good morning and your happy new year, and you mm. can stick it. Yeah, where the sun don't shine. Yeah, and and perhaps you can have that conversation with the workplace ombudsman. Yeah, but you can do that outside of when you're lining up at Centrelink. Maybe you can think about it then. Wipe that little cheeky grin off your face. And this is, I think it's something that's universal for anyone who is uh, in the world of employment. There's there's an undercurrent of tension. Absolutely. At all times about anticipating this interaction. You know, yeah. We we put ourselves at risk when we uh, we become obsessed. But um, you know, sometimes getting fired is a is a, is a, a gateway to turn over a new leaf. I knew someone called um, something who got fired, and uh, all of a sudden, the next day, they were crafting bespoke furniture. Doors open. Yeah. Doors open. Doors open. Yeah, yeah. One door closing. Another door open. That's right. And we often get caught in the cage, but yeah. the door of the cage is, yeah. is open. We, it's a two-way. Um, we just need to take the step out of the cage. It's a sort of like one of those uh, saloon. It's a saloon it's door. A saloon door. Yeah. And, and as you walk out of the one, it goes. The cage can be comforting, but is a misplaced comfort. Yeah, it is. It's. Yeah. Uh, it's a fear of the unknown, really. And it's, a, it's a not sign a f- that you're in the cage is if you wake up in the morning and you've got little little lines on your face uh, in, a, in a sort of crisscross pattern. Yeah, uh, that, a cross-hatched stress right. marks. Yeah. The, the lines are maybe about five millimeters wide. Yeah. 
Um, but but they deep run they run channels. deep. They run deep. You know, and the more the more the more of these uh, wrinkles you get in your face, the more vulnerable you are. Yeah, you are exposed to yeah. the forces of, of workplace nature. And it's not just it's not just getting fired. If you're in a situation where you're afraid of, of being fired, you're also you're also the kind of person who's going to get very, very, very upset when uh, you go to the shower one morning and you turn it on, and the um, the hot water doesn't come out. Yeah. You're probably going to kick up a big stink. I uh, I found myself emotionally compromised the other day as I, I got up from my desk in a 180 turn and I took a few steps and, uh, to approach the uh, the table that we have, a little communal table in mm. the centre. Mm of the office a round and, table and usually there's a fruit bowl lovely uh, and I went I, I sort of instinctively reached out to the fruit bowl to grab a banana and uh, what, what, lo and behold I, I pick up a piece of fruit but uh, take a guess at what it's it was rotten. it wasn't rotten uh. no it was a, it was a passion fruit right so you and, and the thing about passion fruit is it has a um, it has a reputation, you know, of those in the know for being a very sweet fruit. Yeah. But in fact, it's quite bitter. It's bitter, and uh, here's the thing: it's 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 ironically named, because yes. there is nothing passionate about no. the passion fruit. It's no. a cold, calculated no, it, fruit. It pushes people away, and the closer you get, the harder it pushes. Like like a lot of people with psychological disorders. So, MG, there I was holding my passion fruit. Mm. Um, I was not pleased. No. At this turn of events, I was not pleased. And you're pro probably bordering on mania at that point, I would suggest. I was this close, and for the benefit of our listeners, I'm holding up my index and thumb about yeah. very, very close. Yeah, for not those touching, who, who can't see, but very close. Yeah. I, I His was, fingers are, are tantalizingly close to each other. I was this close to throwing the passion fruit at my colleague's yeah. head in rage because and, I knew and imagine how that <laughs> that that, that just the, you know the consequences of that yeah, that would have turned out I, yeah. I, I knew that he has been hoarding the bananas he's a banana hoarder yeah otherwise he's a, he's a fine colleague but he hoards those bananas MG he hoards the bananas and I don't like it alright alright I can I can see from your um, you know I I'm getting. I can tell from your tone that you're not happy with this person. No. And um, you know, one thing I might say, uh, not that I'm equipped to say it, is that maybe you should you should get there first and get the bananas. Yeah. And you, know, you you're you arrived late. Yeah. You arrived late to the fruit box. No, well, and all of a sudden, the whole universe is conspiring against you. It's a fair point, MG. And, and part of the reason I, I'm so upset is because I am actually the first person in the office. So this person has has maybe intercepted the fruit box en route, no. uh, held it up with no. maybe with an AK, but forty seven. I, a, I Russian, a Russian get made to the gun. Office. That's not a. It's nothing to be scoffed at. I'm too focused on my work to think about fruit. Ah, I see. And he or she. Yeah, I'm not going to name names here, but yeah. they they approach yeah. the fruit as their priority. They prioritize the fruit. I prioritize yeah. my work. Yeah, well, they, they, I would suggest they come in, they come in via the fruit box, do the deal, and then go to their seat where they have them all stacked up, you know, next to each other, like the that little puzzle towers of Hanoi game. Mm. Two bananas, three bananas, one, something like that. You know, a total of six bananas. I think a lot of workplace 
dysfunction could be rectified if uh, HR procured bananas only. Well, that, that's um, that's one way of, of, of looking at it. No one wants the grapes, MG. No one wants the. No one looks at the grapes. All no. No. the grapes yeah. are doing is uh, giving the fruit flies a feast. That's right. The grapes are brought in as a sort of um, a sort of backdrop to the other fruits. You know, if if you are given a, a box of bananas, yeah, uh, and let's let's set aside the fact that box could weigh upwards of 300 kilograms. It is a, it is a lot of weight. There are logistical of, logistical complications. Yeah. But I don't work in an office of yeah. still life painters. I work in an office of businessmen and women, and we do hard work, MG. We do hard work. labor, and and uh, and you know what you know what drives labor? The uh, well, potassium for one, which you'll find a banana is an excellent source of. Um, but you know, there's there, you need a balanced diet, don't you? You don't just eat the bananas; you have the, the pears as well. But anyway, that that you know, we, we could we could go on about this. We go yeah, and and the look, sun burns look, out. I, I I digress. I digress. I apologise to our listeners, to UMG, and and to our one uh, listener in, 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 in the room at the in moment. In situ. Um, the the crux of what I was getting at is that there is a vulnerability that all of us have. Yeah, it runs through us um, like a vein of marble. Professionalism is getting on the job, on with the job. It's yeah. it's. It's not about eating the fruit along the way like some sort of yeah. little uh, fruit fly. I took that passion fruit and I walked over to the um, paper only rubbish bin, the, you know the blue bin you mm. had in the corner of the office and, mm. and I smushed it through the little hole at the top. Yeah, the grill. And that was my discharge but I, I, didn't, I didn't lash out on anyone in the yeah. office. It's important to, to take your violent um, inclinations out on inanimate objects mm. um, that's right you know, and, and, and or yourself service people that that are unable to um, determine yeah. who exactly you know when I one, one day when I, I had a similar situation um, didn't involve fruit this time it involved milk and I accidentally poured some some milk that was past its expiry date into mm. my into my um, Coffee? Well, no, my uh, chamomile. I oh, like to add milk to my thing. chamomile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I could see it was curdling before oh. my very eyes. Oh. Um, Shocking. It was awful. So what I did is I pulled out the drawer and took out a butter knife. And I went to the printer room and I just lacerated the printer. I was hacking at it, pu yeah. pushing all the buttons yeah. on it. You know? Yeah. That's simultaneously. Play, playing the buttons like I'd play a, a vintage synthesizer, yeah. if, you, if you understand I, my drift. I, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And I was pecking at, at the scanning window yeah. with the butter knife oh and then I was pulling the, uh, the, all the drawers out <laughs> and then I got the scanning lid and I was I can bending see you're it. becoming quite emotional. Uh, yeah, well they, they say that, um, that laughter is, is, you laugh when you, when yeah. you can't cry. For those, for those uh, listeners, uh, MG is a sort of hysterical Thinker. twinkle in his eye yeah there, there's some tw twitching there's in his some, eyebrow there's some, happening at the moment you know and i and i don't say this lightly there is there's some real pain there deep down yep um but yeah i was i i i i took my anger out on the printer 
And I don't see anything wrong with that. No, no. It's, that was the rational decision. Yeah. You, you could have uh, perhaps, uh, you know, made uh, a, uh, an unfair joke at a, um, a reporting colleague someone that reports to you yeah yeah I could have gone back to my desk and just undermined the person next to me the whole day but I didn't yeah yeah, yeah. and that's what defines a professionalism mm. uh, a professional is, is someone who can uh, in the heat of the moment suspend the logical emotional act uh, mm. and, and, and and take it out on something that's that's you know, not going to cause any consequences for them. No, I mean, the, you know, any inanimate object is hardly going to get you in any any strife, except you will be uh, you'll be you'll be causing some damage. TV, MG, yeah. we're back and we're we're here to wrap up. Back, back and ready for action. Ready for action. And I know that you had a little chip on your shoulder. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I, I know yeah, you, I did something. You I had did you once. Wanted. You did, yeah. but um, I figured it you out. Recovered. I recovered. But um, you know, say la vie. You live and you learn. Uh, but anyway, what I what I want to talk about um, today is the experience of of being at a, a hairdresser or a barber shop oh, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Oh. And, and, and you're sitting there and not only are you forced to contemplate your own face yeah. for upwards of 15 minutes, mm. maybe more, you know, maybe more than upwards of 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, not only that, are you just, you're to suffer the indignity of looking at yourself yeah. for 15 minutes while somebody is manipulating your, your, your head and trying to get little bits and pieces off you. You also have to, you know, you also have to you put on a you have to put on a little show for them as well like a dancing bear yeah oh so what do you do you, you have to you have to act like you've discovered yourself anew that's right oh oh actually actually i've just realized i like to collect cards yeah. you know like that's how they expect you to act oh, i like to collect cards oh really and you like that well fucking obviously that's why i fucking do it yeah and you're acting like I need to act like I've just realised? Get real, you it, fucking hairdresser. Let, let's unpack this. Uh, there's a lot uh, of, of um, I think, uh, psychological pressure points mm. uh, about it's like the hairdresser. That, that thing, that Chinese needle yeah. thing. So from, from the beginning, you, you have to make the decision, uh, my hair's too long. So there's an element of self-consciousness mm. right from the get-go you know you're looking at yourself in the mirror already and saying yeah, look, this has got to stop I look like shit so so you decide I'm gonna go to the uh, hairdresser what hairdresser do I go to I have a regular one yeah. all right that's an easy decision but what if you're yeah. new in the city yeah and you have to find a hairdresser or even then what if what if you've left it too long and you and you already had a, a fairly tenuous relationship with your current hairdresser you yeah. know you're like You'd only go there when you, you just needed one. And, and you're at the point where you left it for another couple of weeks because you were, you were, you were down and out. And you know it's going to be raised. Yeah, they're going to be like, whoa, yeah. you, look, you look like shit. Yeah. Bro, oh dear. especially oh if you go dear. to a barber. Hey, chief, you look like shit today. Yeah. 
you know. Well, let me uh, let me sort you out. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to charge you double, Chief. So we've we've walked in through the doors. Yeah. Um, doors of perception. The the barber shop is probably full, mm. and you're looking at a lot of people who are putting on their little show. Yeah. And you sit down on this yeah. little leather chair, which is somehow inflated with air. Like a little yeah. machine in the back room that's inflating this chair. And then, and then to almost accentuate your position of um, subordinacy, they go, <laughs> just to boost you up a little bit. As if, as if somehow you're not adequate. Yeah, you, you sit on, on that little chair and they, they, yeah. they, do the, they kick the ground. You, yeah. you never, you're not able to see what they're kicking. Yeah. You just see that they're kicking the ground and your chair goes up incrementally. <laughs> And, uh, and then here comes, here comes the question. Yeah. The question, M MG. Decision point. The question is, what are we doing for you today? Yeah. You're fucking cutting my hair. What do you yeah. think you're doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what this place is. You're what are you going to do for me today? Is this some sort of professional services outlet? I'd like you to provide consulting services to me. So. About my house. We, we, all, we all have a little routine that we memorize before we go in. Yeah. Because it is such a stressful environment, yeah. we all yeah. know that it's something like, in my case, I would like a number three on the sides and the back, and please just a little bit off of the top, Yeah, you know leave how the, the zeitgeist is. I usually try to pretend I'm someone I'm completely not. Yeah. What'd you get up to today? Oh, I'm a bit tired, I got about four today. You know, get surf, early yeah, morning surf. surfing, yeah. yeah. Um, Nude surfing. Yeah. I drove my Kia Sportage out to uh, Clavel Clavelli, <laughs> which is somewhere that I would have just looked up on Google Maps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you surf, do you? Well, yeah, I surf. Does you it fucking look like idiot. I don't surf? Or? Yeah. Do you think I don't surf? Look at me. Look at me. I'm a surfy. You know, that's what I say to them. And then, uh, and then they, they, uh, they, they, they spray your head. And, yeah, mist uh, it up. And, and then you've, you've got this variability between the, the, the barber shop workers. Mm. Some of them will get right in there and, and sort of like grab, like sort of yeah, they're very, finger they're your very, scalp. They're very at home, aren't they? Aggressive manner. Others will, it's almost like sexual. will sort of stand back and they will rely on their implements. Um, and then you've got ones which, um, so there's an understanding that if you're cutting the left side of my head, I'll tilt my head a little bit. Mm. I'll sort of angle it so that you've yeah. got a good view it's of like what you're doing. You right? go, just, just take me. And occasionally, one will come along and they will push your head. Yeah, they're very, some of them are very rough. They're like, look, this is how it's going to be. It almost makes you want to get up and just deck them, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Grab uh, those uh, stupid thinning scissors out of their hair and just... <laughs> Okay. Go to the jugular. I, I'm glad you brought up the thinning scissors. Yeah. Because, because is there a single person in a barbershop that knows how to use those things? Every time they always I feel pull, like, don't they? They always... I feel like they're ripping all of the hair out of my scalp. Mm. And yet I see nothing. There's no result. There's there, no it, it's all about, it's all about control. It is. It's you know, a that, power distance that they're imposing on the relationship. Yeah. As if they don't have enough power, they've got a straight razor on my neck. Yeah. But other than that, there's only one good thing mm. about getting your hair cut, mm. and that's the moment when they they finish torturing you, mm. you put and a they ask you, powder on you, "Do you want the warm towel?" And you say, "Yes, sir." Mm. And they go out to the little little opposite fridge of hot towels. They open the door. They have an infinite supply of hot towels. There's a little midget in the background that's just feeding hot towels. Pumping them out. Yeah. And, and they open it up and they pull one out and uh, they put it on your neck. Developing. And you have an orgasm on the spot. Yeah. 
What about when they, you know what, disgusts me? No. So we talked about what it, there's, a, there's, there's an element of, of introspection or self-inspection that, that sucks. Yeah. There's also the fact that, that no hairdresser or barber knows what they're doing or no, talking about right. ever. They're that's never, right. they, could, they could go to barber or hairdresser school for their whole life and they'd have no idea what they're doing. That's, and then at the end, yeah. almost to rub it in, this whole traumatizing experience, they t- hold this mirror up to the back of your head yeah. for your approval. And you see, you witness. I came here for you to sh- cut my hair. Carnage. I'm not surprised. It's not a pleasant sight. They, yeah. they hold up this mirror. You, you're inspecting yourself from two angles simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good. Yeah. There's, there's blood. It's unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you may as well have just given birth and, and the, the doctor's showing you. Yeah, look at what I just did to you, you little and, bitch. And, 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 uh, and then, after all of this, they offer you a lolly. Like yeah. some kind of infant. It's, it's sort of like a, an infinite regress of contradiction. Uh, going to the hair, hairdresser, and I honestly can't abide it. No. I can't bear it. So, here and today, we make a stand, MG. Yeah. And we say enough is enough. A covenant.